Oh, John Pollard, we look like the limeys. We are in our green. We're the greeny twins. We're the green, green Mr. Green Jeans and Captain Kangaroo. We are wearing green because guess where we're heading? We're heading to MCC, Marine yeah. Community College. The Eagles. The Eagles. Got to wear a green there. So we're heading there to be with Dr. Tom Hubner, president of Meridian Community College. Great history. He's going to tell us some stories, some mission stuff, kind of it's his so background. Interesting. I mean, he's, he's, he, I've talked to him in the past, and he's just, he's full of just really good and uh, interesting, inspirational stories as well. So that's what I'm hoping we can talk to him about. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, some presidents you feel kind of intimidated around them, you know, like, ooh. Not him. Not him. Not he not is him. so approachable, yep. available, accessible, all the good A words. And his son plays baseball for MCC so hey why don't we go freshman right he's a freshman why yeah. don't we go to the baseball field and see if we can you know have our chat right there there we go yeah shoot Skaggs you. field shoot you man that's a it's a great facility great facility they've, they've had a good job with that one. and they've got a lot of players that have gone on to the pros yeah oh yeah yeah going in and see their uh hall uh, their wall of fame yes yes mm -hmm. so we want to thank our sponsors who are helping us with uh Mississippi. Road in Between podcast and Glass Incorporated, Robert Smith and his crew, Jack Combust and Buddies. Man, thank y'all for all you do for the community, for the residential, also commercial work. Robert Smith's been a big, big uh, friend of Mississcape from the very beginning and want us to thank him. Also, Walking for Kids, John, Walking for Kids with uh, DJ Gregory and the PGA Tour. They just got back from the U.S. Open and John Rahm was our player, and, and they, they give money to special needs children. Man, he does such a great job with that. He it does. Is a, that is an awesome, awesome mission. He's got cerebral palsy, walks with a cane, walks every tour around, every week, been doing it for over 12 years. He's wow. only home like seven days a year. Wow. He's in an Uber, an airplane, a hotel, or a golf course. <laughs> He's amazing. What a mission. Man, we've given away over $1.3 million. Wow. And uh, he helps support Missionscape, and also Missionscape helps support them. That's and right. it is it is uh, located right here in Meridian. Most people don't know that. So all these big checks that come in through these PGA Tour players, all that money goes back out. Oh, we right help Batson Children's Hospital up. Yeah, a lot of agencies. So, John, you ready? Let's yeah. go do this. Yeah, let's go. Let me, let me get my cleats out, and then uh, we'll head that way, right? Let's go. All right. Oh, John, I forgot to tell people what they need to do to help us with Missionscape. Like it. Subscribe. Hit the uh, uh, hit the little buttons, and, uh, and tell everybody what, uh, what we're doing here at Missionscape. And, and seriously, it... That does nothing but help us continue our mission. So if you like our stories, if you like what we're doing, if uh, even if you want us to come tell your story, then uh, please hit that button. Uh, I promise you, we won't inundate your emails. We, we won't send you text messages. And it won't cost you a penny. It's completely free. Completely free, yeah. And we're all in this together. And we're just sharing good news in a world of bad news. That's right. And everybody's got a story to tell. All right, let's head to MCC. Let's go.
thoughts keep running through my head As I walk this road with nothing ahead The sun beams down on my face As I walk this road that leads to amazing grace Welcome into The Road In Between. I'm here with Dr. Tom Hubner, a good friend <laughs> and a community leader here at Meridian Community College. Well, thank you. And this is quite a, quite a place yeah, here. Yeah, this is. This is the Skaggs Field, and uh, we have one of the better-known uh, junior college baseball programs in the country. So it's uh, and, uh, one of my favorite places to be on campus. Well, Tom, you had a special uh, season with your own son playing yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It was – that was um, – Quite an adventure is the best way to say it. Um, when he made the decision uh, that he wanted to attend MCC, I was a little, a little reticent because uh, I thought, you know, I mean, you know, people are going to talk and you're going to wonder, like, whatever. But I told Coach Suddeth up front, I said, listen, um, if you want him, recruit him. If you don't want him, don't recruit him. It's okay. And I said, uh, but if he comes here, treat him like any other player. But it was a good year. I was, good. I was Eli, proud of it. And where's Eli this summer? This summer he's playing in the New York Collegiate Baseball League uh, for the Genesee Rapids. And uh, that, again, has been an adventure for him. He's up there for a couple of months by himself with a team of guys he doesn't know. And, uh, of course, by now, I think he probably knows them well. But uh, And they're from all over the world. They're from, yeah, they're, they're from all over the world. Well, tell us about your family. Uh, sure. Tell everybody. Yeah, I, I know you pretty well, but and a lot of people in the community yeah. might know you well. But tell us yeah. about your family. Well, I've I've got uh, my wife Mindy and I have four kids, and uh, my oldest is my actually my two oldest um, live in uh, Alabama, and uh, my oldest son Trey is, uh, and my oldest daughter Taylor both graduated from the University of Alabama, and they are. Um, living and working in you know i think taylor lives in birmingham area and trey still lives in tuscaloosa and so um, they are trying to be productive citizens of the world and as i tell them often to uh contribute to the tax dollars in the country so that uh so that we can all you know uh, enjoy um, higher education and roads and bridges and all the other things and then i have a, a daughter Emily, uh, who got married on May 20th to yes. Tucker Harrison. That's right. Tucker is a, is a great guy, works for Jeffrey Wilson Insurance here in town. And, uh, but they are, they are living in Hattiesburg. She's finishing her. She graduated. All my kids went to community college. And, uh, and then she's um, uh, finishing up at William Carey. Well, your sense of calling into the field of education. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you sense that? Oh, wow. So uh, a lot of good stories there. I was, um, when I was in high school, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, and um, graduated from North Kansas City High School, the class of 84. And uh, initially, I intended to, to go to one of the military academies and had moved um, in, in directions to pursue that and uh, develop some relationships with some legislators and, you know, all the sort of thing and people have to do in order to make that happen. I went on a mission trip uh, with my church youth group, and as a result of that mission trip, I just had this overwhelming sense that I didn't need to do that. But I wasn't exactly sure what it was. It was a, 
it felt like a ministry calling. And so I spoke to someone who was very important to me at that time in my life. Her name was Ruth Ann East. She's Ruth Ann Clerman now, but Ruth Ann East, and she was my high school speech and debate coach. And she, she said, no, you're going to go to Southwest Baptist. And I was like, oh, where's that? What is that? And so she began to tell me about it, and she said, you're one of Bob's kids. And she was referring to a professor there. She had graduated from that, from that institution. The Bob she was referring to was Dr. Bob Derryberry was his name, and he became like a mentor and a second father to me. And uh, I just knew um, at various points in my life I could, could get advice from Dr. D. We call him Dr. D. Um, and, and he was uh, um, an, important, an important mentor for me and many, many others. And so I was at that point of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what, what I wanted to be. I was struggling with what I believe was a call to ministry, but I always knew it wasn't a preaching ministry. I, I, I knew that from the beginning, and a lot of people thought it was because I like to talk, right? right. So I, I just knew that wasn't it, however, from the very beginning. And I, I, I even remember after accepting a call uh, to the ministry, uh, people said, oh, you're going to be a pastor. I was like, no. I remember telling them, no, I, I didn't know. I really didn't know. I still, I still loved what, you know, the examples that I saw around me at my, my university. And so I decided I wanted to be like Dr. D. And so be a mentor, be a guide, be a mentor, uh, be very engaged in the lives of your students and, um, and their families. And, uh, and I just knew how he impacted me, and he impacted hundreds and hundreds of others. And I thought, I want to do that. So yeah. I made the decision to attend the University of Georgia, Yay, a place you've heard of. Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I went to the University of Georgia for graduate school and lo- loved my two years in Athens. Uh, it was a fantastic time, uh, wonderful university. Um, and... Uh, when I finished that degree, went back to my alma mater to teach and be Dr. D's assistant director of oh, speech and debate. Oh, that was powerful. Yeah, so it was wonderful. He was a, just a really great mentor. And, in fact, I tell folks that, that uh, I didn't make a major life decision uh, from the time I met Dr. D till the time he passed away in, I think, 2010 and uh, without talking to him first. Uh, I noticed that uh, this little Baptist college in Mississippi called William Carey had a position opening. And I said, that is perfect for me. I mean, I looked at what they wanted and I said, I could do that. So I made application for the job at William Carey and accepted the job as their director of speech and debate and instructor of communication studies. it was life-changing. So what that meant then was I was very fortunate uh, so that I could just go down the street to the University of Southern Mississippi and get my Ph.D. in yes. communication studies. I, I ended up developing a relationship with Dr. Larry Hossman, uh, who was a scholar in the area of, of, of language uh, use and power styles and an area that would put everyone here to sleep called elaboration likelihood and and he was a college debater like I had been and he had gone to school at uh, the University of Missouri Kansas City even though he was originally from Colorado How so about that connection yeah but he had gone to school there so I was you know familiar with their great debate program and and he was one of those guys and I don't that that dude had more Hawaiian shirts than you could imagine <laughs> and by the way I'm going to make sure he listens to this podcast so <laughs> 
and and like Dr. D had been for me and remained at that time, uh, Dr. Hosman became a mentor, an important person in my life, and uh, and uh, remains a friend. And so he's retired now. Uh, but it's interesting how God brings people in your, along your road in between the. Oh, it to guide is. Guide you. He usually oh, brings absolutely. one person. That's exactly Acts eight twenty six yeah. to forty. You know, they're on that desert road. And strangers it, meet, become. Isn't that something? Yeah, it really is true. And so, and at any point when you're where you are, and not sure what the next steps are going to be, uh, it's pretty awesome when someone comes along, like you say, and sheds light on the direction. Quick side story to that: one of my students is Dr. Terry Dale Cruz, who is the uh, head of campus at MSU Meridian. And so I've known him since he was 18. How so it's one of those intersections. And I, I became kind of a mentor for him. And so we've been able to work together for, I don't even know how many years now, but for a while. All that to say, I ended up leaving Cary, went to uh, a Baptist college in East Tennessee, Carson Newman. And through a whole set of circumstances, decided that I was going to, uh, well, I ended up working with a colleague from, from Carson Newman at um, Shelton State Community College. So I always tell the story of one of my, my very first graduation at Shelton State, and there was a young lady in the crowd that, I, that uh, caught, caught my attention because she had a sleeve of tattoos that were very colorful. And... Uh, um, so she, she was in her honor ceremony that morning and gotten some recognitions as an outstanding student. And then she graduated uh, that afternoon. And, and so, uh, when she walked up the stairs, when, when all the students would walk up the stairs, I would be standing at the top of the stairs and really I'd try to help them not trip because sometimes wearing a gown and, and so I would just stand and grab their hand and I'd try to say something encouraging to the students. And I enjoy that little five seconds of interaction you know even even now you can watch me i i enjoy talking with students as they're walking across the stage and hey good job or you got a good job or which where are you going next or that quick questions anyway so i went uh to little league baseball field that night in cottondale alabama walking out of the park going home and uh i see that student and uh in the parking lot so I walked a little farther, stopped, took my hat off, walked back, and I said, hey, you graduated from Shelton State today. And she immediately burst into tears. <laughs> that completely caught me off guard. Yeah, right. And so I'm like, what, what was that? You know, and, uh, and then she said to this woman sitting next to her, she said, that's him. And her friend burst into tears. And I'm like, I, oh, <laughs> what, what's going on here? I should have just walked onto the truck. And so she said, do you remember what you said to her today? And I, I, I didn't remember what I had said. <clears throat> and she said, we're so proud of you. We always knew you could do this. And I said, well, it's true. That's what we do. <laughs> and so she... Uh, and she said, what you don't know is all the stuff I've been through. And she began to tell me stories about a hard life, about some tough decisions she'd made in her life that weren't so productive, and about having kids. That's why she was at the ballpark, and about having kids, and about how one day she looked at her daughter and she said, 
if I don't do something different, she's going to turn out just like me. And she said, I, at that point, I was determined without my support system, without good backup, you know, family to back me up, without anything, without even an understanding of what it meant to go to college. She said, I decided to walk through the doors of that community college. And she said, and when I did, the first thing someone said to me was, you got this. You can do this. And she said that the last thing someone said to me when I was walking across the stage to get my diploma, that the last thing someone at that community college said to me was, we always knew you could do this. She graduated with a 3.98. And she had decided she wanted to be a teacher. And so then she pulls out a letter that her daughter, who at that point I think was 10, that her daughter had written to her that, the morning of her graduation. She said, I'm going to read this to you. I said, you can't. She said, why not? I said, because I'm going to start crying, and we can't have that. I woke up the next morning, and I had a weird epiphany. And that epiphany was, oh, my goodness, I think I may have met my mother last night. What I mean by that is my parents uh, met in rural Arkansas. My mom was, for a lot of reasons, a rough family situation very very difficult dropped out of high school and uh met my father um um, had a baby me (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and packed everything they had and moved it to kansas city missouri uh flipped a coin as they've told me it was heads tulsa tails kansas city they didn't have any relationships that they went packed up everything they had in a in a 64 Ford and drove to Kansas City and then through the blessings of the local community college my dad started school finished school at a school, university there night school as it was called back in the day and then um, at the age of 32 my mother got her high school diploma And then she went to community college and finally got a nursing degree and completed that nursing degree at age of 45. It's her lifelong dream to be a nurse. Oh, beautiful story. And I, and I think it hit me that struggle, that journey, that finding some place where people believe that you can do whatever, you know, what your dream is, that place where people believe in you who always knew you could do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That was my story too. Yes. This is my calling. And so, uh, so I ended up being at Shelton for a while. At some point got named interim president at Bevel State, used that experience to become president at East Mississippi Community College. And after three years, been here president for five years at Meridian and, and am home. This is my home. So loved. Uh, what I love about your story there is that, that you could have walked to your truck, yeah. but you heard a little whisper <laughs> yeah. to turn back around, Yeah, which is usually, and we have that choice, you know, if you had just gone to your truck. I've thought about that a thousand yeah. and a million times. That. And it, about, just, it was about her story. It was your story. It was your mother, your father's story. All just came together. Came together right there. Well, Tom, you're so approachable and available conversational (laughs) you know as leaders we can put on an air 
or we can be uh, behind closed doors or hide behind a briefcase or our education, yeah. doctor even, right? Yeah. And that sense of when you can recognize, no, I'm just a mentor, I'm just a guide on this road in between for other people. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I mean, there are a thousand stories, and I've told this one a thousand times, so I know this will be not exciting for some to hear again, but I, uh, I remember these are the things that, are part of our everyday fabric, you know, here. My first semester, we have this event called, they decided to have this event called Pizza with the President. So I go pass out pizza to students, and then I, when it was all over, I decided to sit down and eat pizza myself. And uh, I saw a young man sitting at a table in, in the Quave Student Center, and he was by himself. And, uh, and so I, I kind of, Went up to him and was like, hey, can I sit down next to you? He was like, sir. So I sat down next to him and I started asking him questions about what he was thinking about doing and what, you know, why he was here and all that. And I, I quickly realized that this kid, by every indication, was at risk. Like the kind of student who we got in the door, but if we can't figure out how to put our arms around him pretty quick, he probably is not going to make it. And... uh so I made, a, I, I made a few phone calls, and I said, hey, because he, he didn't know. His classes were that night, and he was there that, that early, and I said, asked him when he had gotten there. And just to give you a little bit, he didn't have transportation, and his classes were going to be down at the workforce center. And he didn't have a way to even get to the college, let alone down to the workforce center. And he literally walked down the street till he saw somebody with a tag on their car that said Meridian Community College and asked if he can hitch a ride. I mean, you can't make this up. You're right. And hadn't really talked to anybody in financial aid, wasn't exactly sure how he was going to pay for it, fill in the blank. I mean, just wasn't sure how he was going to get to class. He was there that early because it was one of our employees who got here so by 8. going to wait all day, all night. going to wait all day for his classes. Wasn't sure how he was going to get home. Hoped somebody would just carry him home. And then he was going to do that every day. That was his plan. So we connected him with resources, and, and he ended up studying construction trades. Asked him why. He was saying, do you have a background? No, sir, he said. Had no background. Just seemed interesting. That dude walked across the stage at the end of the year with his certificate. And it was like a community oh, embraced him. Standing ovation. Yeah. Or, or in, internal. Well, yeah, internal. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it was like this college right. helped him, embraced him in all the different ways to help him get through. And I was talking to his instructor one time, and, and when I, I told that story to the college, and, and I said, uh, so the instructor came up afterwards and said, yeah, let me tell you about one of his first days said he came and he said said I told him all I want y'all get those tools and put them in the toolbox in the back of my truck so he said that he gathered up the tools was holding them in his hands and he said he stood in the back of his truck or stood at the back of his truck the young man was holding the tools and then he kind of looked around and awkwardly just placed them in the back of the pickup he popped out of the truck and said hey I, I need you to put those in the toolbox and he said that was then when he realized the young man didn't know what, what, 
toolbox. What the toolbox was. Yeah. Here he was in construction. Yeah. But day I one, mean, that was day one, right? Day, yeah, yeah. And it was like, but that guy, that, that guy, and then I saw him when he walked across the stage, I grabbed his hand and said, you got a job? He said, yes, sir. Uh, and he told me he gets a job with one of our construction companies in town and uh, in, the, in the area, a great job. And I said, what you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to buy my mama a car. Wow. Transformations, right? Yes. Not just him, but families. That's what happens. Yes. That's what happens. So I'm just, I'm just every day very blessed, very proud yeah. by the opportunities we have here. Dr. Tom Hubner, you are a gift. <laughs> and thank you for sharing some of your stories. you got so many. Oh, I can tell a thousand. Go on. Yeah. Yes, we could. Well, you've certainly got a mission. Your mission field's right here. You're at home. Yep. You're sharing that mission today with us at yep. uh, Road In Between. And uh, you've been on your road. You're, con- you're also still on your own road, right? <laughs> That's right. You're at this point. Um, yeah. But it is a real blessing for you to be in this community and to, well, I to, appreciate to it. come to Meridian. And I, I value our friendship. Thank, thank you, you for too. helping me preach when I go on vacation <laughs> at Prospect well, Presbyterian. Thank you. I love it. And thank good, you for, good people out there. For doing so. that. And, uh, you know, you, you said in your conversation with me about I can. You know, yeah. she didn't think she could. And, and you told her at the beginning and then at the end. or, or Yeah. The, uh, college did. and. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength, yeah. that Philippians 4.13. That's right. It's such a powerful, I can when the world says you can't, when your family says, oh, you'll never oh, not right. anything. And that's it's right. just that continual reminder, oh, yes, you can. And we blend faith and life and culture in Christ yep. and, and kind of encourage that. And a lot of times that, that the way you translate the gospel is just through being present. That's being right. A listening ear, um, being a guide. Not over the top, just being present. Yeah, that's right. Showing love and compassion. You yep. do that. You do that. Well, yeah. So, so, so many times people link faith to some political opinion about this, that, and the other. No, no, no. It's, it's manifest in your life every day. Uh, and some of the best examples of people living out their faith I've ever seen have been in the classrooms and in the hallways. And they don't even have to say they don't have to force their thoughts and opinions on anyone. They just have to be who they are and who, who they were created to be. And I see that every day, and it's, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty yeah. awesome. We say the first thing you do is you be the gospel, then you yeah. do the gospel, and lastly, you share the gospel. Right, that's right. You develop a, a relationship. You know, yeah, that. that's right. You're doing that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Tom Hubner. It's been awesome. We're great. As always. We go out with a benediction that goes like this. You go nowhere by accident. Wherever you go, God is sending (laughs) you. God has a purpose in your being there, and he's given his Holy Spirit to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you this day and forevermore. So from the ball field out into the mission field. (laughs) That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it, Tom.